0: Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 67, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host Owen, and joining me today is your co-host Zach, and no Frederica again, sadly. Sad, miss Frederica. Yeah, she's back next week though, so I'm very She'll excited be back about that. Next week. How are you? I'm good.
1: I'm doing well. It's uh, it's raining in Amsterdam. We've had like hot, hot oh, weather, God. and now it's raining and a little cool. So I feel feel better it's we nice got...
0: to not have to sweat because we're in this room just for like ones. sitting well it's just terrible usually when we record because we shut all the doors all the curtains and we like just like by the end of it everyone's like oh. um uh we went for a run this morning oh we did yeah Facts about our lives
1: Yep. Yeah. we we use strava hmm. I, I like i don't like it i no. it's bad all like running
0: it. apps are bad yeah <laughs> Anyway, this is. We digress. Well, you asked how it was. Should we just just talk about Apple things? Yes. Yeah.
1: Sound good. I I love talking about Apple things.
0: Yeah, me too. It's a passion of mine. <laughs> it, might, it makes me think of like drawing as my passion. I yeah, know. <laughs> <Immediately. Graphic laughs> design is my uh, passion. yeah. Graphic design is my passion. Oh, my God. I'm going to cut that off. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, on this topic, it was a big week, actually. So, we should just get straight into it to keep to time today. So, what didn't happen is probably a better question. So, Apple's w, w-, w-, w- DC was dun, this dc That's the yearly developer event where Apple shows off the future of its things. Um, for developers kind of well it's always like half of it is for investors and current customers and then it gets nerdy like the first hour when all the people who are interested who have an iphone are tuning in is when they're like look at things that you can click and then it gets pretty like nerdy pretty quick Um, it's like
1: a marketing event slash developer event slash investor relations it's a giant ad it is. But it's it's big. A lot of people oh, watch big. it. I mean, oh, it's I've big. watched it for years. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. watched it
0: for years as well. Anyway, so that was this week. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing that happened this week. So maybe we should just go through what happened there first. And just uh, for
1: everybody that, if you're really interested in all of our takes of it, oh, we yeah. did a
0: live stream... It's embedded in the show notes. It's in the show notes. It's terrible. It's the terrible. first one that we've done together. So for half, just to pre-warn you, the first three minutes is just like the test card <laughs> up because we didn't know how to turn it off. No, the rest of it was good. We had two cameras. Uh, we're going to actually do more live streams in the future. You can actually, like, it's worth noting that if you join the community, we're going to be doing those pretty often, usually on Thursdays when we record, which gets you a lot of behind the scenes. Like, you get to see the banter that you may not hear in the normal <laughs> episodes so we'd love it if you check those out the this week's video one is in the show notes anyway so wwdc where do i start <laughs> should we just talk about like what was announced and then like yeah without the takes and then go from there because sure. there's, there's so much that happened also so little oh god i put my take in um so okay here's here's what happened they do the usual, basically like you get your iOS update, the TVOS update, the WatchOS, the macOS. That's it, right? Like Did every they year, even announced TVOS. Yeah, yeah, but it was oh. just like a snooze fest. I'll tell you why in a second. So, okay, iOS this year, year of performance, right? Like they're like, oh well, we're making our phones even faster on the same hardware. Great, like I mean, this is that longer. is cool. Forty percent faster. I have questions. <laughs> But I've heard that it's actually faster. They're updating every phone all the way back to the 5S, which is still supported, which is the first time they've done that.
1: Yeah, so what was really cool is they showed the screen of like the last OS, iOS 11, supported devices back to 2013. Yeah. And they're like, and we're going to keep doing that. So the next... Right. Uh, ios 12 is also going to run on those phones from 2013 which is the
0: first time which is really cool yeah usually they deprecate a phone at least one model at uh, wwdc like you, you bet your phone is on death death watch and it's interesting because the 5s is not a very good phone and it's still supported but it's a great form factor the form factor is good but there's a se right like what i'm saying is oh, the original nah, 5s is bad saying. um like that's a very low memory phone like, yeah. if you have one Safari tab open, all your apps get killed. Anyway, so they, they're updating that. That's awesome. I think, like, there's no no problem about that. Uh, like, you literally can cannot complain about your phone getting faster. And I think Apple's had quite a problem for a little while about performance on that stuff. Like, yeah. people's misnomer with iOS updates is it'll make your phone slower because of, I think it was iOS 10 that was really bad. iOS 11 was, like, I mean, pretty it's okay. been a couple of them. Well, maybe it was nine. There was one that was particularly bad. It was really hard to install because it was big and it was really slow. Um, and so I think that they're kind of addressing the, the elephant in the room that they don't get 99% updates anymore. It's like 80% now, right? which is kind of a byproduct of maybe all those years. And I think they just want to prove like it's faster now. And so then they went into, oh my God, they went into this like array of features um I think the big headlining ones, and I, I'm trying not to add, add, add a take here, I'll add a take at the end. Okay. Okay. So the big headlining ones, I would say uh, group FaceTime, it's pretty big. 32 people. Pretty impressive.
1: Up to 32 people. Up to 32 which...
0: people on video with the craziest interface I've ever, ever, ever seen.
1: I'd I have to say, like, I can't imagine the performance will be good above a couple people but like most i don't people think it's also the point yeah post, most people aren't gonna they
0: only it. ever showed it with five Five. yeah and so i think with, so the reason it's implemented that way is they've taken that idea of this app called house party which was this app that i think it's the people of from meerkat that live streaming oh, thing really? that competed with periscope pivoted into and house party was like this thing where you had like a chat thread and you could talk with all your friends but at any time you could pop in and out of video and like it was just a hangout on video so you would just get in and see who's online. It was cool. That's cool. Like it's, it's for the teens. Um, <laughs> but this is, so this is a new thing that like lives in your iMessage thread and people can pop in and out of. The reality for me is I don't like being on video, so I would never use it. However, I'm sure the teens will love
1: this. Well, there's a lot of people that use FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like it's popular. Just family function. I, yep. I see a lot of people even in public doing it. To, like, I use it with my family for a long yeah. time. But uh, when I lived in Berkeley, you know, it's a college town. So there's a lot of people like, yeah they've got like family home they've got like younger siblings that they want to like stay in touch with so i, I saw like a lot of that yeah. happening
0: you know what's funny about it is it just like i had this immediate thought just then that like it's weird that we have one-to-one calling that doesn't just like always exist like why does it have an outgoing call when you could just pop in like i have a messaging through with my oh, family yeah like it is like it's kind of weird that it wasn't this way before why not just like, have a button the, the call is always there like on google hangouts like go to hangouts.google.com there's just a Oh. It's just there, yeah. Yeah, I don't oh, know, Anyway, So that was like <laughs> arguably one of the biggest things. There was also time I mean. well spent. Oh, right. Um, before we get into that, can we talk about
1: Memoji? Oh my God,
0: yeah. Cause... Which I... Okay, <laughs> before we say what it is, I just want to say Memoji, they come up there and I was like, it's like a Reddit meme generator. <laughs> yeah. And iMessage was immediately where I went. It's like such a bad meme. Meme emoji? Yeah. So it's what? Tell us.
1: Okay, so... They, they had the... I don't even remember what they called them. The face emojis. What do they call them? An emojis. emojis came out last yes. year with the face ID camera yes. and the iPhone 10 X, X, whatever. And yeah. I, it was, like, cool. It uses, like, live processing of your face and mm-hmm. it identifies, like... It's, it's like, like, most advanced it, motion capture yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, like, motion capture and, it, you know, you, you move your mouth and the emoji moves its mouth, too, and it's three-dimensional. It looks cool, great. Right. But they've added more to it so you can now make it look more like yourself yeah like a bitmoji or a Moji. do you remember the me the
0: Me? yes i do remember the that meme- well they still exist on um the switch now oh really yeah i have one it's got like a weird pose where he's like lying down i love it <laughs> so like did
1: nintendo really like make widespread the memoji yes, yes but now apple's in it and it looks pretty good right i mean like i was impressed I mean, I'm impressed. If somebody was sending me those all the time, I would probably block them. (laughs) I know, but like, I used to send Bitmoji every day. Yeah. I guess I don't really anymore.
0: I just don't know. Like, I think it's cute and fun and, like, stupid and it's fun for, like, tweeting things. I just, like, would never send it in a thread the way that they want it to be sent. That's my take on it. They only live in iMessage, and that's my problem. With oh, that. they only live you in You can't apps? use the camera app. So to get Stupid. a Memoji, this is the classic Apple move. To get a emoji, you have to send it in the iMessage thread, then save the video, and then you can like go and upload no, it to Twitter. Oh, that's so much work. I know. I just wouldn't do it. Ah.
1: Yeah. I'm really disappointed. Maybe they'll turn it into a keyboard app
0: yeah well that's kind of what it is in the iMessage app oh god (laughs) I'm really disappointed I didn't realize that but look it's not to say that they um, won't it's just stupid that they haven't anyway let's move on let's move on Got so much to jump through on that uh, like topic list and then we have the takes very, very cool nonetheless. New emojis as well with tongue tracking. <laughs> that was like a headline feature They're like, we track tongues now. I'm like, yeah. We added a new T-Rex because it's got a long tongue. It's got a tongue, yeah. We, we went through all the animals and found the ones with tongues. It's not factual. It's a it's T-Rex. A t-rex. We don't so know. Time Well Spent, which yeah. is similar to the Google one where it uh, understands what time you're spending on your phone and tells you, uh, like it shows you a graph and all that kind of thing. Super interesting. And then it came to like the bottom of the barrel where we got to like stocks and yeah again no take yet they did mention stocks a couple times so many so many times but uh let's quickly just go over what else happened so watch os a lot of things they had this like crazy i still miss my apple watch um but they had this crazy new feature where it's like auto tracking it makes sense like auto track your workouts cool yeah that should happen yeah it's just like a thing that should happen anyway tv os uh yeah i mean sorry i'm trying not to have a take but it it was just like it does dolby atmos now i'm like cool But is that a hardware change or a software change? No, it's just like a codec, right? That's really interesting. Yeah. Like they have just supported the newer standard, which is cool. Like I don't say that it's bad. I just say like whatever. Then they talk for 20 minutes about screensavers. Again, not having a take. Oh man. Not a take. And then they talk for 10 more minutes about putting text on top of screen. Again, no take. I'll react in a moment. And then they finish with macOS, right? So macOS was like the, the last one, which is rare. It's usually iOS first. Because then, uh, sorry, other way around, iOS last because they talk about it for an hour. Then usually, so it was backwards, and that was like, oh, they've got something big to say, uh, dark mode, <laughs> which is great. Like I, I again, cool. Like I mean, everybody wanted this. These are all like these are all crowd pleasers, basically, and so they added. Um, oh god that, they had a added new added way to some, okay i'm gonna i am going i can not they, resist they anymore added some like
1: <laughs> great finder
0: improvements and, quality of life improvements
1: yes quality of life so like yeah. your shit on your desktop is a little bit more organized yeah. by default now
0: if you got your like top five shit list they like, fixed it like you can't rotate photos and find it cool it's now there now you can organize right. your desktop better great okay i'm gonna have my take now okay go ahead and we'll talk about the like, one more big thing yeah. at, later because i think it's a separate discussion man i fell asleep <laughs> basically so, this whole event I, I was like like i'm just gonna let the take out for five seconds okay, okay. it was the worst dub dc i've ever seen uh and i don't mean that um from a i don't mean that this dub dub dc was bad from a perspective of like what they announced it was just a the fact that this was big and b this deserved an event it's crazy all of these features could have been a point release yeah everything was like banal shit that they've been putting off for years because they're too busy adding other shit to sell the iphone right like yeah i'm trying to i'm trying really
1: hard to think of like a reason to have had this be an event
0: okay a great example of this a great example of this that i think is fair i've been berated online for it a few times but uh one of the big improvements that they touted was like notification grouping i'm like cool but you that- could definitely ship that tomorrow in iOS 11.5 yeah. and get it out the door sooner. Like, why Why do we have to... I, and, and I know that I'm going to get hate mail immediately after this saying, like, oh, yeah, but it should be stable. That's not how software works. Yeah. Like, I guarantee that feature is basically done at this point. <laughs> like, and it only works that way because an app insists on it. Right. Okay. So I'm looking
1: <laughs> for the positives and I have two. <laughs> well, there was some great stuff. I have two positives. Okay. The presentation itself. I, is this the first time they've used that new theater on their headphones? Yeah, car? yeah. I mean, it was impressive. Fucking beautiful The, the aspect ratio of the like,
0: screen was wild, man.
1: Okay, so uh, like from a, I used to do presentation design, so from that aspect,
0: it was the best WWDC. That was my favorite part, <laughs> though, is every time they cut to the videos, it was like this weird aspect ratio. Thirty-two we, nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, cool. It looked great. It was and, beautiful. Okay. Beautiful Let's space. talk about UI kit. Because they announced UIKit. Okay, hold on. I want to rewind because this is super serious. I just want to go back five seconds. You yep. don't even have to delete this part because I just want to stop you right there and like rip into them a little bit more. No, okay. I just UI we... kit's really interesting. Yes. However, I think that uh, what my, I just like, I'm still brewing, I'm, I'm like brooding a little bit on uh, like maybe what bothered me so much. They got up there and they touted it like it was a big release and they basically spent like all of this time talking about the most insane shit that nobody, well, I'm not going to say nobody cared about, sorry, that's a very privileged thing to say, um, that uh, I thought were, um, it was an insult basically to, I would say, A, the developers and the audience, some of the yeah. stuff that they spent time on and B, everybody, like the, I think I they counted spent... seven times that they talked about the stocks app.
1: They spent several minutes talking about putting titles on the video screensavers for the apple tv right to tell you where it's from that's ridiculous well it
0: just felt like it it was just uh, so this is what i guess i was coming to with this little rant was like it just really felt out of touch like okay cool like i get that you have an off year. make the presentation shorter do something else it it felt like they painfully stretched it apple was notorious for like going too far with this stuff anyway this was like I think they were literally convinced that the screensavers were something worth saying. I think that they were convinced that they should spend 15 minutes talking about how you can rotate photos in Finder now. Right. And that was like, look, I don't, I don't care. It's an operating system, whatever. But it was infuriating because from my perspective and like the only reason we complain is because we actually give a shit. I think we should clarify yeah, that. Like, I true. think that Apple is a lot better than this. Yeah, And it was kind of just painful. It was. I felt embarrassed. For them.
1: (laughs) Okay, I have two more takes before we go to kit. Yeah. Okay, so one is, I think maybe what's happened is they're trying to address too many audiences at once. So, like, I think we, yeah, I think we touched on a little bit, like, it was a developers conference. But this event is for consumers and for investors and for potential customers and lapsed customers, insured customers. I mean, like, maybe they're trying to do too much so it got too general yeah and then two exactly. this really was the highlight I didn't mean to joke about the yeah. presentation being the best part Oh, it, was, it is, was the highlight if I'm not mistaken there were seven women on stage yes which is way better than any Apple event so far they were predominantly white women yes but I do want to say the best it was fantastic given presentation was yeah. a woman presenting well on an, a, a bike or a elliptical machine oh yeah machine. that was amazing she was working out talking presenting got and showing off, the thing. off doing she, a live demo of the she, watch
0: I, i mean that was flawless i know i, I was so impressed you didn't even skip a beat if i was on that thing all i'd be thinking about is damn like i'm hot yeah. <laughs> it's just so sweaty
1: oh man you're on stage with the lights i mean i'm really impressed okay and, but what it shows is that apple still has a problem with its senior leadership being all old white man yeah
0: okay but that's okay there's one more okay. moment i want to have really quick um that i found frustrating so these are all just like dumb takes like i would say like yeah like these are just like this is just me riffing and like I, I don't think any of these things are personally upsetting and i will say that um they set the tone pretty pretty like the bar pretty low for apple this year but what was maybe the worst part for me was that opening video like that one with the flight of the nerds or something oh, oh my god i've f- got god, how bad people that was fighting about it online but i was really disappointed actually for a company that like prides itself on talking about diversity and like getting rid of tropes yeah, they spent like five minutes showing white nerds uh, coming to a conference and like how they're nocturnal and all these like bullshit nerd stereotypes. Tropes. Yeah, and I just every, like I've there's two camps about this, but I just thought it was ridiculous. Well, and last
1: event was an education event where they highlighted young, brilliant developers from all over the world that did not look like white men in Silicon Valley, and then they played a video that was maybe counter to that.
0: Yeah that's the thing so it was like it was tone deaf and it was it, just it was just weird it just it didn't weird. yeah it was weird like i was watching it I was like is this apple it was just so weird because every other video has been like we are a company that gives a shit about people and we are diverse and we actually like very intentional about this and then you have this thing and it was like three minutes of white people on the screen at first it was and really, really like, disappointing anyway i'm not yeah. mad i'm not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> so, <laughs> savage um so okay we should talk about u i k like i just wanted right. to condense that take because i think um if you want to hear the full take with like you can watch that live thing i think um it's hard to it's hard to make a real nuanced thing on this because people will be like oh you're so unfair about it blah 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 but my reaction was very much so that this is a hundred percent an off year and it's unclear if they know what they want to do
1: i'm i'm only hoping that they can recover in the fall with another event well
0: it comes to something when google can present a more coherent story and a presentation in three hours
1: well that was too long it was too long it was too long they're all too long it
0: was too long but it was three hours of like here's the beginning to the end of this now watch and they start with the phone they end with self-driving cars anyway
1: the one thing we talked about is that the google event doesn't get as much of a
0: consumer exposure what's in a developer event they coded during the keynote yeah, yeah. like <laughs> and that's the funny thing about this is like the, i think apple has gone way down the track of like it's a tv show sure for the world um, yeah and that's fine also but it it's probably not really yeah. the right place i don't think yeah um so okay ui kit uh or project marzipan we've talked about yes. it a few times on this before right. i think we also talked about it with frederica that was the big announcement well it was the it was the biggest announcement, I would say, and it was the biggest non announcement because it's not finished or out, right? But it, <laughs> so uh, the I'll share, I guess, what I know about
1: it, and then yep. you go be the expert. I'll fill, on in, it. I'll fill in the blanks. But they showed the they redesigned the App Store app on uh, or sorry the Mac App Store, which desperately needed it, mm-hmm. desperately mm, needed it, a UI change. Mm. It was just really slow. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. like a generally poor experience to update apps. They pulled app updates out of it so oh, now cool. it's just an app store Wait, again
0: because it used to be separate do you it remember used to be separate yeah so
1: i i think i heard that it's separate again or it's going to be um and uh well in mojave we haven't even talked about yeah. the n- naming of sand
0: but uh or the picture that looks like the xp uh yeah. wallpaper i've been meaning to photoshop that shit and yeah. i haven't had time yet it totally. literally looks like that bliss wallpaper except sand yeah <laughs> anyway sorry, sorry anyway um <laughs> Sorry, it is, it is. I just just don't have time of day anymore. So
1: um, (sighs) the Mac App Store, uh, it needed this overhaul. It got one. And then they were like, but the reason we're showing this to you is part of the code underneath is the same code that we use for the ios app store and just i just want to interrupt you and say
0: by the way i was yelling at the screen (laughs) about this when they showed the mac app store i was like that's an ios app yeah and i I didn't get it and you were like no 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 it's an app it's just a new design i was like no 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 it's the ios app store app i promise you and because the thing that gave it away to me was the editorial design and it was one-to-one right the Store, like you wouldn't rebuild that from scratch it would be a waste of time which so. we
1: should spend a whole other episode talking about the editorial design of the App Store because they're doing some really interesting oh, stuff and they're... some concerning stuff. Yeah. So I, I think, think the we publication should... itself is incredible, but yeah. yeah, also weird. But we should talk about that with Frederica. Um, Love it. And I think that's the reason they also showed the stock apps so many times is because they were like, it's on iPad now and it's also on Mac now, and so is the home app. And I they were teasing that
0: these apps yeah.
1: were of uh, similar ilk on the back end. Yeah.
0: So. Look, this is my understanding of it. I'm not an iOS developer. I've talked to some people about this. I'll start with the facts. I'll finish with the <laughs> tech. <like>, I'm just <laughs> trying to, like, divide it up. It's quite hard at sometimes. So let's just talk about the two things that exist right now. So there's UIKit. There's AppKit. AppKit is the thing that you use right now today to build apps for Mac. Okay. UIKit is, like, the primary... If you, like... a. A developer you've heard of this like model view controller layout where it's like you have the model and it's your database shit view is like the front end and controller is like where all the magic stuff happens it's this is kind of like the v in this so it's like the view part of the code so all the code you wrote to make your interfaces available on mac so you take the part that you built for that and it shares that
1: okay but you don't get the rest so you don't so it would you say that that's like the, uh, obviously this is a generalization but Love like it. half the work like are you saving time okay a third of the work well, so you're saving some effort a here signif-
0: it's a significant amount of time uh, it's it's a non-trivial exercise to build an interface for a mac app it's actually a huge pain in the ass right. Like that's why you don't even see it any- anymore because it's like the methodology uh sorry start again the methodology for that was very different so you would go and build your ios version of twitter and then you go a Mac and you'd have to just completely do something different because it was just built at a different time with different thought processes. Sure. Yeah. And so what they've done is they're basically like, okay, this is the worst comparison. And I'm so sorry about all the people who are going to shout at me for this. If you would like, it's kind of like what responsive web design did back in the day for Absolutely. interfaces. Like it, in my mind, it's like, here is the one code base that adjusts itself for bigger screens now. And if you have an, iPad, an app that's iPad friendly, it's probably going to work on a Mac right yeah i mean mean, yeah that's what the app store basically was the sizing's about right and they do some they, they uh there's some affordances that in this api and again so we don't actually know anything about the coding itself so it's very hard because they won't talk about it like they haven't shown anybody how it works yet they're just like you can do it and so it's it's always a bit dubious to like speculate based on something they've shown us and claimed to be a certain way but maybe not um but basically the idea would be that you save so much time farting around on the front end that you're just wiring up all the stuff that you would have there anyway and so the whole simple it's it's an interesting thing to do because it solves the app gap apple has a huge problem right now that nobody wants to build mac apps including people like twitter and facebook who exist on every other platform including windows with a native app that's crazy i have a native facebook messenger app well and i
1: I don't mean to dip into your take at all but like everybody was moving to electron because they didn't have to they didn't want to build mac apps they were like let's just build our web app and then this is the perfect yeah. no
0: but okay so this is where i get stuck on this um announcement so they showed it off and the whole time i was like watching i was like it's proprietary electron it's just right. proprietary Electron. Right. it is a defensive play a smart one it's the it's the one that makes sense it's like the one that you would do it's the thing you should do right if you hate the web but it sucks for the open web it sucks for everybody who doesn't use open
1: app the open app everybody that doesn't own a mac or people that have a mac and another computer yes so
0: this is when i was watching this whole event i was trying to like i was just trying to like objectively unpack it and i basically saw this as yeah proprietary electron so it's electron that's less open so if you own a mac or a pc and a pc sorry Suddenly you've got a great Twitter app on one and not the other. Fine. And I think the, the big difference here is the push for Electron has been very much that you can write once, run everywhere except right. mobile. Okay, so that's, the, that's where this gets interesting, right? Oh, interesting. So right now Electron works like this. You can target every platform that exists, including Chrome devices, technically, there's a funny thing there. But you can target everything and the app works. So it works on Windows and they all have an I Forgive me for saying this. They all have similar native-ish features. I get the native Windows notifications from Slack. You get the native Windows notifications from... uh, Sorry, the native Mac notifications if you're using a Mac. Great. Um, And they do all sorts of stuff. Keyboard shortcuts, all of that stuff that you would expect a native app to do. A lot of them blend in. Now, the ones on Windows are all using the native bar from the top and that kind of thing. So, that's why Electron is interesting. Now, you're adding a framework that's closed that only works on ios and mac devices and doesn't solve any of those issues for me right like what i don't right. understand for this so I, I understand the motivations of why you would build an app for this so if you're twitter there's now a reason to maybe build an app again right because they discontinued all of their native apps this right year. um and twitter actually launched a new native app on windows it's the only platform they have a native app on its desktop and it's a progressive web app which is what it's similar technology to what Electron is based on. You can access desktop APIs. Now, what's interesting about that is Twitter's progressive web app also works on mobile and desktop, right? And so oh. they solve the problem. You can right. put it on your home screen. Blah blah blah. It works in the background. It does notifications. You don't need to download anything unless you're on iOS because Apple doesn't support progressive web apps because it's not in their interest. Right. Right. So if you see where I'm going with this. This is a very smart play to log developers into their platform for a very long time. Um, and I suspect behind clones stores, they're selling it differently. And I'll tell you why. In a year from now, I would say at the next WWDC, we're going to get an ARM device from Apple right. running Apple Custom Silicon that can only run these apps. Oh, interesting. Right. And so if you're Snapchat, if you're Twitter, you're already writing an ARM based app for the iOS, and you're like, I know this is coming. So I'm going to build this now because in a year, anything else won't run anyway. You've got a huge advantage right now if you do this. And Electron will not work on ARM Fuck. right now. I assume what will happen is if that shift happens, Electron will work in like a week because sure. the developer community won't take that shit. But it's it's interesting. Like, Look, I problems with Electron aside, everybody's got to take on Electron, whatever. The big thing for me that I love about Electron is you can switch platform and all of your shit just works. Right. Like, and sure, the quality used to suck. Honestly, it's getting a lot better. The native Twitter app on Windows is arguably really great. It's like a richer version of the web experience that I already like. Right. So where I'm going with all of this is like Apple made Electron with more native access. You can get raw access to like the Metal API so you can do crazy graphic stuff. And they're doing this in a way that makes it even harder for Electron to succeed and harder for the open web to succeed. And punishes the open web basically, while giving yeah it's it's just like the most it's 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 kind of sinister like I, I haven't I've been trying not to like have a take about it too much because it's it's too early right because it doesn't come out until next year that's the other thing oh interesting the timing is I like that crazy yep. and so they ship what's the name of this thing again Mojave Mojave it has a number of apps in it that are based on it but it's not finished so like the, the app demonstration store, the stocks app, the note, home app note that they're all apps that are very basic right correct with very little like real time anything i the, the big questions i have about this is like we need to be asking serious questions right now because apple has a huge stake in making the web shit right right well and other shit
1: shit too like yeah. you brought up the metal api they're deprecating oh, yeah. OpenGL,
0: right? Which is just so funny. So they started with like, they unveiled Mojave and they're like, it's the it's the pro version. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Finally, we get dark mode, serious shit. Yeah. I mean, this is like all stuff I like. I'm like, yeah. I still yeah. like Mac OS, don't get me wrong. And then like after the keynote, somebody tweets like, holy shit. And I'm like, what? And I click through, it's like, OpenGL is just gone. Um, and OpenGL, for those who don't know, it's just like, like an open source um, graphics API. But like- I can't describe how difficult it is to code for OpenGL. So if you have an OpenGL app, and a lot of them are pro tools. So we're talking about um, one of them is uh, begins with M. Can't remember this Blender, the three D rendering tool. Uh, Maya is the one oh, I was thinking yeah. of. Anything that does three D shit, yeah, runs on this. Unreal, all your old games run on OpenGL. Hundred percent. It's an open source thing. And so Apple isn't necessarily deleting it; they're just never, ever, ever updating it and slowly removing the APIs from now on. That's basically what they're saying. So, like,
1: is this like a is this like a flash thing? Like, it's good that this is going away, or is this like Apple wants to take over proprietary control of something that currently is open?
0: So that's what I can't figure out because it's always hard to know motivations from the outside. So, uh, OpenGL, old and shit, still updated. So there's that. Everybody's using it; it's industry standard. Arguably, the performance could be better. So, Apple, like, if you look from that side of things, Apple's motivations are good; they're pushing things forward. There's another open source API that everybody is using everywhere else called Vulkan, that they're not using on Mac because it doesn't support it properly. And so, Apple did not support that; they just supported Metal. And it's really interesting because if I, I again, I, this is another piece of the clue. So. If you deprecate OpenGL, that won't work on ARM. And you just gave everybody a year to get ready for that transition. So now Maya, Pro Tools, whatever, all of that shit in theory, they're going to start pulling thumb and start implementing metal. There's now reason. They have to. They're screwed. Right. Right? And so what you're going to see is they're all going to do it and then whenever this ARM thing comes, whenever that is, there was a rumor about this, I think, since we last talked. There's a device called the Star, which is like an iPad laptop cross that has LTE in it and lasts all day. Cool. I mean, it sounds incredible. I'll yeah. buy that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm going to stop myself uh, in a second. But um, basically all of this is to say that They're getting ready for it. This is the steps on the way. But the sinister side of it is that they're locking everybody out. And like desktop OSs in my mind are good because you can use what you want. And there's like open frameworks and stuff. And now it's like Apple's deprecating OpenGL. They've got this interesting Electron competitor. I wouldn't say that they're direct competitors necessarily. Um, And then you've got this other thing. And the Mac people were like, yeah, native apps, we love it. And I'm like, just please God, make apps that just work everywhere. Like don't make... I just hate having these conversations with people all the time where it's like, yeah, do you use Bear Notes? Because it's like the best notes app. I'm like, no, it's Mac only, dumbass. Like, oh, is it really? Oh, I just have this conversation all the time. And I didn't it, know that. It's, it was like about various apps as well. But sure. anyway, I wanted to like pivot just slightly. My favorite part of the whole keynote, I have one last take. Okay. Was when they got up there just before they announced Marzipan slash whatever the fuck this is called. And they were like oh, well, we want to address, are we merging Mac OS and iOS? And it's like, no, and they did that hilarious Giant gadget, letters. There's been heaps of memes. And the funny thing is, yes, they are, eventually. Yeah. But it won't be that. It'll be something else because they've created some category. Yeah. Apple they, OS. It'll yeah, be whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. But my favorite part about it is he's like, yeah, we don't think that people should, like, get monkey arm from, like, using, uh, I think they call it gorilla arm. From using the, reaching over the keyboards to touch it, it's just, like, not the right interaction model. Earlier in the presentation, they had an iPad on the stage with a keyboard and a mouse, you know, that smart cover? Yeah. And you'd do that.
1: Well, and, b- I mean, before that even, they were holding the iPad up to do AR stuff. For, like,
0: 40 minutes. You're not going to game like that. Oh, uh, we can't do Gorilla Arm. It's just, the it's iPad just like I light, I, but I, it's not that light. Also, the funniest thing about all of this is, like, every time i use so i was i was on a client side this week and i love showing up because everyone's like oh this guy's gonna have a mac and then i get there and I have a surface book and everybody's shocked because yeah. like you just assume, everybody assumes creatives just use it and i'm there and he's like whoa you can touch the screen to connect to the wi-fi i'm like yeah fuck yeah man it's so much faster <laughs> he's like yeah my kids are touching my mac all the time right to get to like because the they thing. grew up with touch screens well why would it? i just don't i like the argument is so like hilarious to me at this point they've they've ported ios apps to Mac, you cannot tell me that this is not coming. Okay,
1: so I've got a Chromebook and I run Android apps on it, and it's a touchscreen. And you know what? I didn't think I'd use the touchscreen. I didn't think I'd use the Android apps, and I use both, and yes. I think it's a better experience.
0: I think it's good to have it.
1: Yeah, That's it. It's just nice to have.
0: So this is yeah, where totally. everybody gets stuck, though. The people who are purists about it say you shouldn't have a touchscreen on a computer. I can I can understand that argument. It's like why why? It's it's like sure. stupid. And I think that comes from a time when Microsoft went way too hard on the other side right. and was like, it's all touch all the time. But things
1: weren't built for it? No. So and you couldn't check checkbox because the ta- yeah, tab yeah, targets were too insane. small?
0: Yeah. But now you have this uh, on the Surface Book, especially you see it in action, but you it switches the interface when you undock it to giant touch mode. And when you put it back on the dock, it goes to tiny mouse mode. Like, and I think the quality of life improvement is so much better because you assume... I think this is where the assumption comes from. Actually, is like you use an iPad all day, and then you're like, I don't want that on my computer. That's not it. It's actually just like the small detail. I, like often, I'll find myself on the couch coding or something, doing something pretty like mouse intensive, and then I need to close something, so I just touch the screen. Yeah. Because half the time, moving the pointer there is more disruptive than just doing it. You know, it's one of the things that the Chromebook, when I first
1: got it, wasn't doing well. Is right. that like you flip it into tablet mode and it tries to adjust the UI a little bit. If you have the Chrome beta right now oh. and you go in and turn on a UI flag, there's an option called touchable. Yeah. Which is oh, yeah, not I the mean, best name. Touchable but refresh. It's, it's probably on the background. Yeah. And the tabs are like a completely different style and look oh, and wow. shape. The whole UI of Chrome yeah. changes. Interesting. And it's just larger tab targets. Huh. And it's pretty nice. Yeah. I think it's still in beta. It needs just, some work, but it's yeah. like better.
0: I hate the narrative. It just like it drives me crazy now because I know it's good. It's like yeah. decent at least. Like you don't have to be an Apple uh, touch. Then to be okay with it existing like well, it I mean, have to get m- a
1: secondary display if yeah. you don't want a touchscreen like crazy. it's fine yeah anyway
0: so I think I think it's enough about that but okay it was a big event I th- we have way more detailed takes on that YouTube video I think we're gonna have many more takes as the year goes on because we just don't know enough right now let's just say I would say this is the maintenance year and it seemed a bit incoherent like I I would like to hear more about where we're going rather than it does stocks on iPad now
1: right. Well, so one thing that was interesting that Google and Apple both released this summer this is good, this time extent. well spent thing. And it's curious because the motivations of both these companies are for you to both use their phones. So, But it's this ability for you to monitor and even curb your addiction to certain apps or your whole phone.
0: And to interrupt you there, your addiction induced by them... Right. I mean, like, (laughs) Facebook has
1: lots and lots and lots of people that... Their whole job is to, like, make people spend more time doing this. There's a
0: great book about that. There's that hooked book by Neil, Yeah. And then there's the one where he talks about not doing that as well later. It's great. He monetized both. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, it's, like, all these methods to get people hooked, like, red dots. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, (laughs) it's, it's interesting in one
1: that Google announced at first. It's not ready yet. It's not even in the beta. Yeah. But... Like we were talking about, the Apple event is more consumer focused. So Mm. they they really did a lot of the education work for both the companies. Yeah, I would say. Of like, this is a thing that's happening. Um, And they showed Facebook being blocked by it. Which is cool. I think you have a really good take on what Facebook's going to do about this. Yeah. It it feels slightly more genuine for Apple to do this because they make the money on you buying the phone and not spending time with it necessarily. Like, if you bought a phone and put it in a drawer, they make the same amount of money off you,
0: give or take a little. You know, I'm sure like
1: some apps, some iTunes purchases, whatever, but maybe some accessories. Mm. Also hardware purchases. Although there's
0: a, I will say there's a knock-on effect that's quite funny. If you don't use your phone that much, you're probably less likely to buy another one. You're right, yeah.
1: Or you'd (laughs) keep it longer because, well, but the battery life. Uh, All I'm saying
0: is we don't know what's going to happen as a result of this yet.
1: Right, and Google's like, we're doing this, but like, I'm sure someone in a different department at YouTube's like this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you well, know, like it's
0: weird actually, because YouTube was the first one to support it. I was really, really? surprised by that because that was the one I was expecting them to like have in a comment or like it will come one day. Yeah, right. but yeah. it was that's there, it's existing in the app now. You can just download it. Um, no, okay, so time well spent. Awesome, I love I love, I love the love whole it. thing. I think just even I love the I love the fact that they just let you know if you want to. I don't like the other side of it, where it's it's kind of um, at a mission that they like they don't want to fix the actual problem. They're just going to tell you your problem, right? Right? Like they're not going to go and like make it not okay to send a bajillion notifications or do these weird things to keep you on the app, like Clash of Clans does, right? Like the most popular game still, by the way, three years later. Really? Yeah, it's always in the top ten. Wow. Anyway, anyway. Um. So what you start seeing is this weird misalignment. I think between uh, what they're doing as a company and what they're shipping in this feature. For example, on the stage at WWDC, it was that funny thing that happened where they were talking about it. They talked about this for a solid 15 minutes. Like, you should use your phone less. Like, it's probably not okay. And to be fair to, like, both Apple and Google, like, actually the companies in the attention economy who are most culpable here are mostly social networks. Right. Um, And I think that's what these actually are there to address without, like, pointing fingers too hard, except Apple did. But... But they always make digs at each other. Facebook oh, and I Apple, know. So. It's just crazy, though. So, the biggest issue I have with it is, it just it just is a bit weird. It it, it just it just doesn't fit. It almost seems like somebody else externally needs to manage the, how the feature works or something because I almost just can't get past. Okay, so the narrative. Sorry, I completely lost my whole thing. You can just delete that segment. Um, no, okay. So the on stage at WWDC, there's a great example of this. Like not working so they get up there and they're like time well spent everybody use your phones less great then they transition into watch os now you should use your watch a lot more get notifications walkie talkie walkie talkie (laughs) use your watch more go on voice calls with your watch more yeah i don't know so like it was just funny or you could already see the tension right there on the stage yeah and um that's weird and now the the third thing that comes to mind immediately is just how this is gonna the knock-on effects of this so a year ago there was this report right on bloomberg i'm sorry if i said the wrong source i will put it in the show notes just delete it a year ago there was this report on the internet i'll put the link in the show notes basically saying the the things that facebook had done to see how loyal its users were so what they were worried about and i think rightfully so is that they didn't have access to the end users at all on mobile before the app was installed. And they were also at the um, mercy of Apple. So if Apple would be like, okay, well, we've had enough of this shit and deleted them, they could remove the app from everybody's phone. Right. Like that's a feature that iOS has is like Apple can remove apps from your phone.
1: Or even you said this to me before we started recording, yeah. they could decide that this time all spent feature is worthy enough to yeah. auto have it set up. Yeah. So you get your phone what? and it... After an hour, all your social
0: media apps. Apple could make decisions on your behalf, basically, with this feature. So could Google. Anyway, and that's that's kind of where I get stuck. And so this Facebook thing, they basically did all these weird experiments. I don't remember the exact specifics, but they, they had one example where uh, on uh, Android and iOS, they would intentionally crash the app um, up to, I think it was 12 times in an hour wow. to see uh, if the user would come back afterwards to try again. And like, yeah, they found that I think the limit was nine or 12 times. And you're just like, okay, that's like not healthy. So that's why we need this feature. Great. But then the next test they did was what hoops can we get the user to jump through in order to download the Facebook app? So
1: you're on like the mobile web browser looking at Facebook.
0: Oh, no. So so say, yeah. Okay. So say you're a Facebook user and Apple deletes it from the Apple store because whatever you wrote the rules or Apple decided that you are a terrible company. Whatever. I don't think this would fly but it is a thing that could happen hundred percent or like maybe they plan an update that apple disagrees with and they won't ship it right so, yeah. like, whatever so there's there's a scenario in which facebook is basically screwed and it would be bad for them like overnight uh, stock prices it'd be bad falling for through. apple too it'd be bad, it'd be bad, for, bad for everybody yeah. i mean whatever i don't think apple will try this anytime soon but I, I don't think google it wouldn't be wise but to be fair those apps have so much power that i can imagine them getting locked down a lot more in the future So Facebook did this experiment where they would see how hard you would work to get the app. Now, anybody who's ever tried to sideload an app on any phone has suffered this pain. So like on iOS, it's it's nigh impossible, except for you can do it through like enterprise profiles and like test programs and stuff. There's ways around it. On Android, you download the APK, and you install it, and you have, to, like, you have to flip a couple of settings off. If you don't know what you're doing, it's maybe a bit confusing. It's, it's like enough friction that my parents might not be able to get there. I mean, you sent me the Google News APK for the yeah. beta, and I struggled with it for a couple settings, minutes, and then, yeah. and then I, you know,
1: but it's not the most straightforward Right, thing. and so that's yeah. what
0: Facebook wanted to know, is can we get people to do that? And so what I have a question about is, if it gets to the point that Apple, that I can actually kind of see a holy war to developing out of this and so if apple was like okay well facebook you are not allowed by default we only set your time limit at one hour across all of your apps and then we warn your users that uh they're using it too much i could like this is something you can imagine happening right. maybe because apple i know is very in like in the mind that they should be able to tell the users what, what they want and so my question is if facebook's willing to go that far I think they'll go much further when right. that comes around. And I think that they will try and get people to distribute the app well beyond the App Store. And then these features don't work. It's like a Adobe Creative Cloud. Yeah.
1: It doesn't come through the App Store on yeah. Mac. And you download one app and install it, and it's the installer for all the other apps. Which is,
0: like, something you would never be allowed to do through the Apple Store. And, like, you cannot do such crazy stuff. But I, I guess... This is all theorizing and, like, crazy end-of-world scenarios. Sure. But um, we haven't really seen a proper, like, battle in the mobile world yet. Like, in terms of... you've We've heard a lot about there was also one at Uber a while ago where they were doing that thing where if you were at the Apple headquarters, which is where they review apps, they would show it differently. Like, the whole right. interface would present differently to get through the process and then work differently afterwards, which is just nuts. But it makes me think that these features... Look, they're just not compatible with a lot of the business models that exist on the App Store right now. And I think that as a result, we're going to see some weird shit happen. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I I just think that it's going to get weird. Right. And I think
1: Facebook's already in a position where it got weird because, like, they were selling user data. and Obviously, they can't do that now. Yeah. Or they have to figure out a new way to do it. So they've already got to figure out what their model is going to change and look like. So they're going through this weird yeah. transition and it's only going to get weirder. So
0: my, my biggest yeah my biggest worry about this is that... So right now you have App on Google, which are gatekeepers of the app stores, which is fine. They built the app stores, but a lot of people are upset about this right now, like developers in general, because it means that you don't have a direct connection with your users. It's kind of hard to reach people. And the, the big question mark I have around this is this actually puts another layer in front of those walled gardens that eventually they could use to abuse their power. And I... I have serious concerns about, again, also on the Google side, like what if Google is like, oh, well, there's this weird YouTube competitor that's getting really popular. Uh, Well, we'll just warn about it more than YouTube. Hey, you're
1: spending a lot of time in this app. Do you want to turn on time well spent?
0: you You know what's ironically is I actually think Google is less likely to do this only because they are scared shitless of an antitrust case. Right. And they've had many. And so I don't think that they would be willing. Apple seems immune to that despite like the sheer i mean i still every time i bring it up john was always like no 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 it's not a monopoly and i'm like it is and i'll tell you why this is like the five second version of this you've got a bajillion ios phones out there in the world that have a default browser that cannot be changed that is the exact thing that microsoft went to hell for back then really they did yeah Yeah, and what and like if you would have an antitrust case on this is a slam dunk because if you install chrome on ios it uses the freaking ios rendering engine for it you know, like I think, I think Apple's dominance there is a problem, and I think that they've, uh, their success in dodging that has been um, uh, maybe an image uh, side effect of its image. Like it's a good image, um, and I think that they're very good at lobbying.
1: I always assumed that's why when you you first get an iPhone. And you open Safari and you search something. Mm. It's like, hey, your default search browser is Bing. Is that? Yeah. A, do you want something else? Yeah. Here are yeah. your other options. It's back to
0: Google now. Do you know that? Is it? Yeah.
1: So, but I, I always assumed that's why they did it.
0: Is yeah, to well, avoid. The to avoid this thing. Search version so, of that. It's so funny though because Apple's building weird features that get around this whole thing as well. So like when you search in Safari on iOS, it has these like suggestions from Siri, which are exactly what you're not allowed to do. <laughs> Because like, oh, really? well, it stops you from getting to the Google in the end. Oh. So like, it will, it will suggest like if you search uh, Jennifer Lawrence, it will suggest the imdp page for her and her latest movie in there, which bypasses Google entirely. Right. And one so goes to IMDb.
1: One goes to I'm assuming iTunes.
0: Yeah. And so I, I look look. This is hold down the track. Wow. But all of this is to say, I think Google is less likely to do it right now because they're under a lot of scrutiny from the European Union, and they are actually being kept in check by regulation. And these just produce new problems, maybe. I don't know. I actually think the market's going to be very different as a result. I'm excited to actually try them. It's still not available on the Android betas, so I'm waiting.
1: Let's move on. Let's talk about transportation. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your favorite thing. Oh, Specifically non-vehicular and non-pedestrian transportation. Yep. So, Bird. Bird is a scooter startup yep. in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. and oh god it's like one of many one of many we talked about this previously actually yeah we talked oh did we did talk about about this scooter invasion okay great well i read this morning that uber and lyft are both interested in getting in the scooter game i
0: mean everybody is it's just uh, like how it works in san francisco if it's in your face it must be popular even if it's not
1: right so uber bought jump recently
0: i think great acquisition by the way and Uh, you've written a jump i love jump and the reason i love jump just because just to like 100 percent clarify is because they actually manage the fleet. I think I've talked about this yeah. before. They ha- they like get them off the streets and they like move them around. Great. Anyway, bird terrible. It's a mess everywhere. They're coming to Europe, which I'm very upset about. I assume specifically because... specifically here, right? Yeah, yeah coming to Amsterdam. That's what I heard. Are they hiring people here? People are gonna throw those in the canals. I can't wait because which leads us to the next point. So and I only want to talk about this for like three minutes because I think it's hilarious. So when we were there last, we were both there at the same time. I rode the bird a few times. <laughs> you rode the I bird. I rode the I bird. The bird. <laughs> but like, no. So San Francisco's transportation is arguably fucking terrible, which is why that thing works. Like the it's reason it why like, all these startups. Yeah, pop the, up. the reason yeah. that you a scooter is like, lol, This is cool, is because the train goes nowhere. I mean, it, Uber is a
1: direct result of yes. the public transit not having its shit together. And in every San Francisco.
0: every trip I've made to San Francisco has been. Um, I've relied on Uber heavily. And this time I was like, I don't want to do that. And I actually have options. So I used Jump and Bird to get around. I didn't catch any Ubers. It was like the trip. And it's weird because San Francisco has great weather as well. So like, why sit inside a car? I might as well scoot it. Sure. Anyway, I hated it. (laughs) Well, it just felt unsafe. I saw two people break their wrists in the whole time I was there because like, if you don't hold that thing with like both hands that you don't have like the fulcrum oh oh. so like on a bike it's like you've got so much weight and like how the wheel works but on the scooter you have no fulcrum in the middle so like it just immediately like goes like this if you hit a bump you you can't see it but you immediately (laughs) swerve so anyway yesterday i think it was actually lime bike that added this uh which is they sorry lime scooters which they also have line bikes right yeah yeah they yeah. also have the bikes but they added this feature oh my god i just i like read the story i put it in the show notes on the atlantic they updated the scooters overnight when we were there it used to beep if you would move it so it just made this horrible beeping noise they have like a lock on them but it's not really a lock it's just like makes it harder to scoot and okay, the, m- so the motor doesn't work if i pick one up without you know like using the unlocking app it you unlock can still it. ride it Okay. But there's no motor. Like, you won't get electric assistance because it turns it off. And it beeps. And it beeps very loudly. Okay. uh, Apparently, that must not have been enough. I guess a lot of them were getting stolen because they're expensive. They're like a thousand bucks. (laughs) Software update. It makes it scream, Stop it. I will call the police. Stop it. And it just like says it in a human voice. And apparently, it's just like happening all the time. Because when I was there, you would hear it. Like, they would beep. People will push them over because they're beeping and it will beep some more. And now it's like you. you're just hearing like, Stop it, call the police. And it's oh like my God.
1: So, this is such a bad idea.
0: I just think it's hilarious. And in America, like this is not something you just yell on the street, I'm no. gonna call the police. No. It's like everyone's gonna be like, What? You know, like <laughs> please don't. don't don't do <laughs> that. Someone'll yeah. get killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like that's what the Atlantic thing is saying. Like this one that was in somebody's backyard yelling, I'm gonna call the police. That's not Holy a thing you do. Shit. The police will come and they'll come with their whole team. Like it's Oh my god! I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's hilarious. It's just like, it's like scooter alarms. This is like a big problem in Amsterdam. Scooter alarms, car alarms, all of these things. Super great idea. The new
1: Van Melf bikes. Yeah, are- they have. have this car alarm feature to them bias because i work there but man what a bad idea (laughs) oh man well now every time i hear a car alarm i'm like is that someone's bike this is my question too
0: i I love it because vomova is like touting how loud that thing is and i'm like cities should ban this yeah why why i don't want it to be loud okay so there's a great series of videos about uh casey neistart i think did this thing about stealing a bike in new york and he like makes a point of stealing it very publicly and nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. Right? Now, I imagine the same thought experiment is possible for a car. You can break into a car with the car alarm going off. Everybody's going to ignore it because it just happens all the time. Right. Why is this? This is not helping anything. Like, now you've got a bunch of things screaming that they're going to call the police when they're not because that's not a thing. <laughs> um, and you've you've got this new issue, actually, that you're actually maybe putting people in danger because you did this. I assume they're going to immediately roll this back today. And say I hope sorry. so. But it's just like the most stupid thing. I Look, I, the scooter thing is surprisingly divisive. I get why people like them. There's a lot of people who don't think they like biking or don't think... <laughs> not my choice of words. Don't think they like biking. You can, you can choose to not like biking. I'm okay with that. You should try an electric bike. It's a very different experience, first of all. I really love jumping. I still have not tried one. Oh, it's so much fun. It's, it's really fun. Like You don't feel like you're biking. And it feels a lot safer because you can get actual speed. And I think the reason that these scooters got popular, and I can see why they're kind of getting popular and how they could get really big, it's because they are fun. You feel like a 12-year-old on it. But the reality of them is they are trash. They are public trash. And yeah. the reason I like Jump is they manage the fleet, and these scooter companies do and, not.
1: And Jump, you have to lock to something. Yes. Bird scooters, people are just ditching oh, in the middle everywhere. of the sidewalk. There's yeah, are just
0: like if you everybody, it's crazy. In San Francisco, I would be out in the suburbs there's a bird in front of somebody's house in the middle of the sidewalk because they obviously just like rode it there. And they're like, perfect. Here's a good spot. That ship just won't fly in Amsterdam.
1: E- Erica Hall tweeted a picture of one that she saw when she was on a, her run through San Francisco. She's on a sidewalk, a running yeah. sidewalk through a park. And there's one in the middle of the sidewalk. Someone left there.
0: It's, you know, what's funny about it. So I've tried it. It actively encourages you to do it basically like the wh- the way the system works it kind of makes you feel like that's okay like you just scoot to where you need to be and just drop it there you know like it yeah. gives a shit where it is and you see this in amsterdam with the bikes already like that we have this problem with just bikes people leave them fucking everywhere but at least the city here they give a shit and they'll take it away like if it's in the middle of the sidewalk they'll just come by and pick it up and it goes to the feet steeper which is the like it's like the pound for bikes, yeah. It's the um, and you have to pay a lot, of, it's like 55 euros. In oh, bag. shit! it's expensive. They deliver it to you, which is great, oh, but that's it's nice. 55 euros. It's a great money scheme, yeah. Anyway, so look, it's stupid. That's all I have to say. It's just like, come on, people, it's
1: stupid. And two things need to change obviously, San Francisco public transit needs to get better, and other cities. I mean, yeah. this is like you said, American expanding. Cities. And... I think you touched a little bit on the mm. safety element of biking in San Francisco. It doesn't feel safe the way it feels safe to bike here in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's the thing. It's and better. It's, better it's getting easy. better. Every time I go back, it gets a little bit better. There's more bike lanes. Mm. But I I think like if San Francisco really invested in it cuz like it already sucks to have a car there. Parking yeah. is expensive, sucks. traffic sucks. sucks, getting around sucks. Yeah i uber's he, expensive my like, favorite it's all... thing
0: is you're on market street which is like less than five kilometers away from the mission like two and a half and everyone's like it's so far to walk there i'm like are you kidding me it's, it's like, like a 20 minute walk depending on where you are it's not bad anyway
1: but it, san francisco has a lot of problems but it's one that they need to solve is like it should be safe to bike should... i wish
0: tech would stop hacking it right right like maybe yeah. we can make a startup that's like exploring why trains are broken like why, why does it cost so much to build trains? Surely that's something you can actually do. It's not infeasible. Anyway, let's move on to the last topic. Cause I just want to get it in here before we. Yeah. Got to talk up. about this. Okay. Sonos. I okay. love this company. I'm way biased.
1: So I don't have a Sonos at all.
0: Okay. You should get one.
1: Okay. But why? Sell it to me. Okay. I'll sell you it. I mean, you don't have to. So be, sell you know to how, okay. Or I'll, don't sell it to me. I'll
0: tell you how I got a Sonos and how, why I think it matters. And then we'll come to the news. So I've been using Sonos for like four or five years now. I've had it for a long time. I got... Oh my goodness, sorry. I just had to like burp sneeze or something. No, (laughs) get it out, get it out. Okay, so I got a Sonos four years ago, five years ago, maybe. Don't remember. And I just got like one of the little ones. They have these ones, the Sonos Play One. It's the very little... It's like a small speaker. It looks almost like a Bluetooth. It looks like the HomePod, but four years ago. And they were the first smart speaker company I remember. And all they do is a speaker, like... It doesn't have any other features. It does music. And they do it really well. Like, to the point that I've owned it four years, I've never had a drop.
1: And on you still have things. that one from four years ago? Yeah, yeah, they're still going See, strong. See,
0: that's, that. I,
1: all these, like, here's a new phone every year. Here's a new laptop. Like, this is, tech that lasts a while is this great. This is
0: Sonos's philosophy. I love it. So, and that kind of sold me in the first place. And the reason that Sonos is interesting, even from the outset, is it's the antithesis of the HomePod, which locks you into everything. You have to use these things sonos's strategy has always been we'll work with anybody who's willing to work with us and if we don't have it it's because of their side right and so for a long time they didn't have apple music because apple didn't want to work with anybody and then they were like oh i guess we should do that because it looks bad um and we want our service to succeed anyway so what's been great about the sonos is they do really go and add everything they have google play music they have spotify you can add them all in the app the app itself isn't great arguably but it's actually great as well like in a sense that, like, people get annoyed with it just because it's just something you use so much, I think, is the problem. But it's great because you can get Spotify and Google Play in the same place. I don't see any disadvantage It's nice. It's nice. Anyway, so I started with just one speaker. And the problem with Sonos, if you're listening to this and you're considering it, is it's a drug. You buy one and you're like, oh, I want another one. So you get a second one. Yeah. So I had we were living in quite a like sizable place in New Zealand because people live in big houses back there compared with here. And we, we had one in the bedroom one in the living room and at some point just like walking up downstairs you're like this is so cool and then you get a third one so i then had i added the dining room whatever like at some point you add more just because like you can sync them up perfectly and we're talking about every time i've seen any other multi-room music thing it's like being a perceivable delay like even just the smallest just makes it sound echoey and sonos is so good at i don't know how they do it it's Goddamn magic. But they do wireless, no latency sync. That's the thing. That's awesome. I actually do know how they do it. Each speaker has AC wireless radio in it, and they make their own network that you can't connect to. It's genius. Anyway, so that's been their whole MO for years, and I collected them over time, um, eventually to the point that I wanted one on my TV and all that kind of thing. So I got enough for most of the rooms in my house. I have one in my shower like, and they're water-resistant. No, that awesome. makes sense, yeah. Um, and I think it's fun. It's cool to have music in the morning, I think. Anyway, so long story short, they're great speakers because I bought it four or five years ago, and they still get software updates with everything to them. Oh, that's awesome. They update it every other day, like, not every other day, every other month. Um, and they add something useful, new. And now Sonos has, like, gone the so they, for a long time, stuck with the philosophy of, like, you have to use an app to, like, interact with it. But now they're like, nah, just use whatever, like, wherever you are, we are. And so you can AirPlay to it now. They just released really? AirPlay 2. Oh, that's nice. Only AirPlay 2. But so they basically always said, like, we'll only let this, it'll work with anything that keeps the high standard that we keep ourselves to. So AirPlay 2 was finally good enough to stream without dropping all the time. And so they let you do it. And they they recently added Spotify direct casting last year. And now they've added like voice assistants to them. Right. So earlier last year, they added a new version of the one that I bought five years ago. And the only difference is it has Alexa in it. And they ah. still sell the one without Alexa, which is cool. But you can add Alexa and it's off by default. Nice. And they're even the Switzerland of voice assistants, they're adding, like, Google's one soon, and then they're going to add, if Apple wants to work with them, Siri, and so on. Like, they're going to add whatever. Whoever has a voice assistant, they'll do it. And they, I love it, because it's like they're the only people who just, like, it's the antithesis. Like you said, you get the updates, it works with everything. What is there not to like?
1: Okay, I love it so far.
0: So, they released a new speaker this week. This week. It's fantastic. What's it called? Um, it's called The Beam. Um, now... And TLDR of it is like the home theater space is really weird. It's so old school. It's like if you school. go and buy a si- sound bar, it's awful. Like they're big speaker bars, but like these companies aren't really sound companies. A lot of the time it's like Philips will make a soundbar and it's just because they they'll just make a bigger speaker that goes on the bottom. Yeah. And Sony has some like the, it's like the t- A lot of cars. them are AV receivers too. And Sonos was like, no, 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 no. We don't want to do any of that. We're going to make a great speaker that works with all of your music apps also your tv and so um it has hdmi arc port and it has this crazy array of speakers in it it's like i think 12 speakers in total inside it so it does 5.1 in the well it's like 3.1 in that thing and so you get all of the channels it uh uses and i wish that they touted this more uses this you know how the home pod had that beam forming shit that they keep talking about when you set up one of those things the new ones it figures out where the wall is and reflects the sound off it to make it sound like it's coming to you from the other channels it's nuts so it adjusts like the the way it sends it so that it sounds more surround to where you sit so you have to tell it where you sit in the room and stuff and it's just awesome for like tv um yeah it's it's fantastic i can't really say why i know any of this except it's great (laughs) and they just announced it um i i was just really impressed that they like continued this they have um this is a standard that's been in TVs for years that nobody uses called HDMI ARC. So there's HDMI CEC, which is the one that like lets the TV turn on if you have a Chromecast without it being on first. Right, yeah. Basic stuff. ARC is like dual channel. So it's like CEC further. So it lets the TV communicate with the device without having to set it up. So when you would plug in that's the nice. beam, that's nice. for example, it knows it's a home theater system and it knows that you don't want the TV volume to go and it lets the remote work without telling it what remote you have or some shit like it just works yeah and that's like this this speaker is just like they picked the technology that won in the tv war they waited five years to ship this thing for that still works with optical audio as well and so i don't know i just wanted to bring it up because it's just really fascinating that in out of all of the things audio there's like one company who's not making a shit experience right now and it works with Alexa. it's just crazy and soon with the other ones yeah maybe. i mean the cool thing is you don't have to use alexa like if you don't want a voice assistant you just don't turn like it doesn't work without one like you just don't sign in and won't let the microphone go but the other thing there's one other thing they did that you don't know about because they only announced it yesterday um they're working with ikea and they have been for a long time interesting but they said a year ago that they were working with ikea but they didn't announce anything you know it's like one of those like strategic things they unveiled one of the prototypes of what they're working on basically sonos is like Sherlocking itself with a cheaper sonos speaker 150 bucks that just blends in with ikea furniture so it kind of looks like a shelf like it's just like it's like a speaker that's like this it looks like almost like a book that's one of them it's 150 bucks you put it in your house and it works with sonos so i think freaking genius
1: i think ikea
0: that is genius it democratizes
1: it i think ikea is the sleeper in the tech industry big time they're like Here's an AR app to look at furniture in your room. And here is wireless charging furniture that we released years ago. Yeah,
0: and it's the standard that's out today. Yeah. I, and also, here's smart lighting that works with literally everything on the planet and every gateway. I have trade fee in this room, their lighting system, and it works with Philips Hue. Like, it, nobody does that. Amazing. And IKEA, I think, chose the right partner here. Because they both align really well. Like, yeah. I guess the whole thing is like, it should work with everything. And, and Sonos, great, is, like, Sonos yeah. is like, great, it should work with everything. Why don't we just team up? I would love to start seeing speakers in furniture or like better integrated into furniture. Right. Like, if you buy a shelf and you want a beautiful speaker that matches, why wouldn't you be able to get that? Like, if it maybe it just like kind of moves right sits size really for close. It. Yeah. And you know, those like Billy's, the one like the maybe it just sits perfectly in the square. I'm so into that. And I think for a long time, I think the reason I like the beam is what they did with the beam is they made it small enough that it should just fit and like you forgot about it and it does your tv shit and whatever and i think the mistake that the voice assistant companies are making is you have to buy a speaker and like put it somewhere like right. you have a google home and so you have to like it's put a it thing. in your room it's like yeah. this like there's one right next to your face and so like literally zach has a google home mini it's in like front of it's unplugged. inches from me um but but that's what i'm saying is like why not just integrate these things into things i and the one stuff you already thing. have, yeah. Fire TV yesterday, they announced a new Amazon one of those. And I don't know if you saw it, it's a black cube like this. I missed that, yeah. And it includes an Alexa, uh Fire TV, and a universal remote. It's got IR blasters on every side. And it just blasts IR shit out of it until it gets to whatever device you set up. It's amazing. Okay, that's cool. But I love this because we're reaching the point where these tech companies are like, okay, we don't need another widget. Just like put it in the other widget we already have, right? And like... I don't know. I hope Sonos wins. They're a billion dollar company. Really? By the way, fun random Sonos fact. I think they're the third or the fourth most powerful patent company in the world uh, behind Apple, which is number one. And then uh, I can't remember who number... VMware, I think, was number two. It's like some random enterprise tech company and then Sonos. And uh, the reason for that is really interesting. They publicly say this. They actually, like, if you go to sonos.com slash patents, they say why they're buying so many patents. Um, They basically say they... They invented multi-room audio, but they want everybody to be able to use it. And so they're by, they aggressively invested in patents so that nobody would be able to block everybody else out of wow. multi-room audio. Well, I think... It, it's cool. Is it Tesla that does that a lot? Yeah, Tesla opens like, patents. Yeah. You can use them.
1: We figured out how to do like a thing better. Everyone should be able to do that. Yeah, like why we not? We want more competition Technology. in this space. There should be more electric yeah, cars.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Make a better widget of their version. and Yeah, yeah. and so it's just... Fun. I,
1: I like think. that. That is a fun fact. They're anyway. also not in the San Francisco Bay Area. They're south. I think Santa oh, yeah. Barbara.
0: Yeah. Oh, Sonos. Yeah. Yeah, they're at the beach. Yeah. And they're in a. It's a very like historical music town. Uh, again, without like saying any specifics, all I'll say that uh, internal names of their products are uh, always like codenamed something really interesting from their area. It's like either some uh, famous musician. Like uh, I was on a beta years ago for a, uh, like, this device, in case your Wi-Fi is, like, shitty. They make a device to help the speaker work better. And it's called Fillmore, which is, like, a famous music street uh, in San Francisco, or, like, where the clubs work. the Fillmore, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, I don't know. I just respect them. Like, in a world where we're having this thing where we're talking about platforms, like, Sonos is just, like, eh. (laughs) It sounds like an ad, like, sonos.com slash careers. Yeah, I wish that we were, but (laughs) I I, like i i just like try and tell people about it because it feels like everybody went after voice assistants and yeah. then, then everybody doesn't realize sonos exists and they're starting to get right. better at this right now um, I, I
1: will say i still am deterred a lot by the price yeah it's expensive because it's also it's like phillips hue you you get one and then you're like that was kind of expensive i got yeah. one and now you have to get more yeah and now you're like man i spent several hundred dollars on light bulbs for my house yeah so but, like I definitely get that speakers have more value, and yeah. the IKEA ones are really intriguing to me because they're a lower well, it's a price gateway drug? Yeah,
0: but th- this is why I think, and I'd want to defend that just for a second. So I think that they are expensive. I agree. That's why I bought one a year. Right. <laughs> but I will say that I think Sonos's pricing strategy is very different from everybody else's, and that most people lost lead, and Sonos doesn't. So like usually you sell the thing to sell more things, and Sonos is very much like we're going to update this for like a decade so you have to pay like right. we're doing those updates for free um and i think that that you're buying into an ecosystem they so i saw when they announced the beam they said that they've been they've been around for almost a decade nine years now and they said that 90 percent of their products are still actively being used that's awesome And the, like the last 10 percent are probably just people not plugging them in or something like that's crazy that's 10 years worth of products It's just nuts. That's awesome. I can't think of anything that works that long. Mm -mm. I'm literally trying to think. Maybe a printer. I'm like looking around. Maybe a screen, but you wouldn't keep a screen even that long. So the the philosophy, one last thing with the beam, is they literally said we want the beam to outlast your TV. That's cool. I think that's cool. That says a lot. TVs last five years. I would rather see Sonos build a TV. Oh, I would love because like
1: we talked. I think we ranted about this a lot on the live stream, but like I don't.
0: TVs. I wish somebody would save us. (laughs) yeah somebody please well tcl does interesting things there tcl one from the if you go to Wirecutter and like look up the 4k recommendation the tcl is amazing comes with roku software it just does exactly what it should it's
1: awesome yeah i'm very much in the like i want a dumb screen that doesn't have any software but
0: just like wait until you have to accept gdpr every other day on your tv and then you feel you're insulting your intelligence has been insulted yeah anyway we should wrap up it's been long yeah we said there was so much dub dub dc i'm sorry (laughs) i well i originally had a call and then i was like there's no call and so we just got crazy okay so if you're listening to this and you want to hang out with us we now have a community
1: Indeed, it's not super
0: like prominent anywhere yet but that's kind of intentional you can join us by going to the show notes chargepodcast.com and there's a magic link hidden there that lets you in Please do come and hang out because we're going to start eventually doing like live shows and stuff. Um, and it's just kind of interesting because people raise topics and like we talk about questions. I'd love to have more questions on the show. So maybe I'll make a channel called hashtag questions. Um, you can come join that. Um, we'd, we'd love that. I think we'd love not all dudes to join it, but Please. just like diversity is also important to me. We have a code of conduct and everything and like it just kind of bumps me out. Um, and that's the state of things, I guess for now but we're going to actively encourage more people to join so if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it but you're not sure about joining a random chat we're nice people i promise yes um okay so there's the show notes at chargepodcast.com i said that you can email us on hello at chargepodcast.com oh is it at charge i'm gonna make both because okay. i keep using them interchangeably i love re- emails but also reviews help a lot so much so if you have five minutes today just like go on itunes and just say something about this and rate it well if you like, or not. I don't mind, but we appreciate it nonetheless. um Otherwise, like, see you in Discord, and maybe join us next week for a live episode to see what it's like. And bye, biscuits Bye, biscuits Zach. Oh my God. Now, how bye. will we survive like any more tech stuff after WWC? Like, I feel burnt yeah. out. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I think you set off Alexa. Wow, that was so creepy. What the fuck? Hello,
1: Alexa? Alexa, stop.
0: You talk too fast. You have never used it.
1: Alexa, stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're good. She doesn't say anything back when it worked. Oh, um, okay. Which is nice. I don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah. How do I voice assistant?